Hey, um, I just wanted to let you know in advance that I had some audio trouble, so I had to do a bit of cutting um, by myself. I mean, like editing. So I think it I think it sounds okay or like it makes sense, but please forgive any like discrepancies or like weird choppiness. Um, this is really not a a production that is like really quality based. Um, this is a DIY effort, lo-fi <laughs> podcast. All right, that's enough. Um, enjoy. Okay, hi, I'm back. I have with me Magdalene Taylor once again. She was on the pod, I don't know, it's probably two years ago or something at this point. Um, welcome. Hi, thanks so much for having me again. Magdalene has recently sort of relaunched her Substack under the name Many Such Cases, which is, I don't know, you describe it. I'm, I don't want to summarize it. Um, well, I guess it's sort of like in a broadest sense, an internet and sexuality newsletter where I talk about people basically being strange online and how <laughs> that's like a broader extension of where we are with like masculinity and sexuality at the moment. How did you like, did you intend for this to be your beat or did it just kind of become an evolution of like working at Mel? I think it's definitely been an evolution of of working at Mel. Um, maybe, maybe it is just, yeah, four years of like working for a men's publication has made me realize like, oh, I kind of like do care a little bit about men's problems uh, <laughs> to my detriment. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still do very much like care about it and have an interest in it despite Mel not existing anymore. And so that is a big reason why I decided to continue on with these, some of these themes in my yeah. stack. Yeah. I think you do a really good job at it. Um, yeah. So, and I was saying like, before we started recording, like my career has really been like about girl stuff, like fashion, beauty, wellness, home goods, like all the territories of like typical women stuff. And I don't really think about men that much. So it's like kind of out of my, even though I, I do like, I love reading your work and I read like related work about just sort of like the state of like, especially like young men and like the internet and porn and all of that. But it's not something that I like really spend that much time talking about. And the reason that I guess I wanted to do this episode is that I saw a TikTok of a guy and I'm so sorry to be making content that stems from TikTok. Like I'm so tired of everything being like <laughs> this TikToker. Da, 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 da. But yeah, it was like a guy who was just like sort of a typical productivity bro. So someone who's very like regimented about their life, very serious about their business, usually like an entrepreneur type, um, who was doing his like seven step morning routine or whatever. And part of it was doing these guided manifestation meditations. And it just sort of like, it's not the first time I've seen this talk from these kinds of guys, but for some reason, it just seemed like, it just like struck me as so like funny and like beta and like stupid and contradictory that I just like had to text you about it and then we started talking and I was like you want to record an episode yeah. so that's kind of how we got here um 
So yeah, we're just going to be talking a bit about sort of the context of wellness and spirituality online around the productivity bro. So manifestation, meditation, recreational sobriety, isolation and loneliness, workout clothes made from synthetic materials, and some of our trend predictions of like where we see this evolving and the various like reactions that we think will come. Um, okay, so before we get to wellness, I just want to talk about the state of the modern man and how the internet is influencing him, which is a big part of your beat. Um, starting with porn and masturbation, <laughs> which through your work, I've realized how linked these two are like uh, that for men, like masturbation without porn isn't so much a thing, which I guess I probably could have come to understand if I had thought about it for a while, but it's just like interesting to me. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I have started to realize that like when people are talking about like there's this kind of new wave going on right now of people talking about masturbation in like a really like puritanical way that like masturbation is like so bad for you. But really they're they're talking about they're talking about porn. Um and like we really treat the two as synonymous. Um and also like only in extremes as well. Like that people don't really like conceive of having like a normal relationship with either porn or masturbation like in the way we're talking about it right now yeah in one of your recent um I don't know how to call them like newsletters blog posts whatever Substacks, you did a, a post on um no not november which if you're listening to this I think you probably know what that is if you don't google it but you make the point that like orgasming is healthy like that's good for you the problem is the feeling out of control with masturbation as related to porn and like compulsive viewing, I guess. And like multiple times a day. And I don't know, like are guys like, is their, their lives are being like distracted in the way that it's like any other addiction. Is that kind of like what you're gleaning? Yeah. I mean, I like, I would venture to guess that people who feel like they have a problem with masturbation like an extreme minority of them feel like the problem is masturbation alone and like these guys like aren't watching pornography or something I would say mm -hmm. that like like it has to be like 99% of men who feel like they have some kind of problem with masturbation are, are watching porn while they're doing it um and like I don't think I don't believe in any way that this is like a universal uh trait of like men masturbating but I do no. think it's like increasingly common uh that that people feel like they they don't have that much control over like their own sexuality and that they need something like a communal <laughs> challenge uh to encourage them to like to to rethink it um but even with like so much of no not November like spend a lot of time on that subreddit like there's even like a good number of the guys who are participating in that are like still occasionally watching porn during that month and like oh, trying, yeah. trying to like not masturbate while they do it um mm. there's really like never this idea that like maybe like maybe it's more like 
porn that's the problem and that like masturbation could be like decoupled from that yeah um, yeah um it's kind of like binge and restrict mindset like yeah definitely having so 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 much and then being like I can't even do moderation I have to go cold turkey at least for a month just to see if I can do it or whatever yeah um and so you summarize like the types of guys who are interested in no not November which I think also just like can be extrapolated to just sort of like the state of things so first there's just like guys who are into meme I would just call this like regular like there's guys out there who are just regular guys mm. yeah. they like watch porn they masturbate but it doesn't interrupt their life you know or not enough to be you know a real a crisis there's guys who engage no not remember out of like the fetish of it as an opportunity to be dominated and restricted which we'll talk about a bit later but I think there is just a general appetite among men that's very interesting to me to be made small or to yeah we'll get to that the cucking I guess like general cucking there's the like manosphere kind of guy who wants to um, abstain from masturbation or porn or as we'll get into later like synthetic fabrics they want to like have they have this like vitality mindset where they want to just have like the most um I mean some of them talk about like sperm count and stuff but I think some of them just like want to look good and like be like fit bros or whatever um so they'll like like semen retention as a way to like hold power, like advance their focus or something like that. And then there's just like the confused who are engaging for any of those reasons that we've mentioned, but are as you right guided primarily by the sense that they feel disconnected from their own sexuality and yearn to regain control. Um, so yeah, it's like messy out there basically. Yeah, and I think that it's very confusing, like, both for the people who are participating and just from, like, a cultural sense, like, you know, No Nut November is really seen as, like, a joke uh, by most people, and, like, that's uh, that's obviously fair. Like, it is, like, hugely a meme. Um, but then there's, like, a lot of people who think that, like, uh, that no note november is like completely dominated by like those manosphere types who like believe that you know they're holding like their masculinity by like retaining their semen um and like that you should you should never like ejaculate um and so like for people i think who are who are trying to like yeah get more in touch with their own sexuality i think that it's probably very confusing to feel like you're split between two two sides to like two extremes basically we are talking about this before we started recording but we don't know how much this like sample is representative like it's very possible that people more people are like not dealing with this stuff than are and just because it's sort of flashy to like that that we're seeing more evidence of it um but we don't really know like if this is like 
you know, 1% of men issue, 10%, uh, 50%. I want to talk a little more about like cocks and pussies. And I only kind of learned about like sissy hypnotization or whatever recently. Um, I really do like to be a bit oblivious about this, but now I'm kind of in course and like following thread. But what like energy or influence think is leading men to basically wanting to like yeah be dominated and not be in control um yeah i definitely do think that there's like there's there's something some some ancient instinct that's driving part of it um that like it it can feel good to like give up your power um and you know not be in charge uh but i do also think that there's like something particularly like modern about the current inception of it and like I know at least from like tracking various subreddits like different like beta centric subreddits of like guys who identify as beta males um the numbers of those have risen dramatically like they've they've more than doubled um in the last year so I think that this is like a a growing interest um, among men, and uh, it it might be tied. I mean, I think it's definitely tied to the various crises of masculinity uh, that that men are dealing with at the moment. Yeah, it's like these guys want to be bottoms. They're like, I don't want to be a top. I want to be I want to be a bottom. I want to be topped by you know, being insulted or whatever by like being made small. But I it kind of makes me think, okay, I've been like I feel like um how do I even get into this topic? The girls are dressing like babies. Like a lot there's like a very sort of like I guess ballet core adjacent look, indie sleeves adjacent look of like all the girls are dressed like little kids but very sexual. And I feel like everyone just doesn't want to be in charge. Everyone wants to be a baby because they feel ultimately like hopeless and having no agency in this world as it stands, like too much is changing too fast. And there's too many huge upsets across society and across um, like major events, like even just like COVID or whatever that everything feels kind of out of control. And I wonder if that is like, if they just, this is their way of being like, I'm baby. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, I think it's like a lot easier to say that like the pressure to be like an alpha male or something is too much. And that it's, it's much easier to, uh, to just like resign yourself to, to embracing your, your beta status. Um, So I think it's kind of like, it's, is a leaning in a bit to like some of these uh some of these like constraints of, of masculinity um and uh kind of kind of just like being unwilling to uh to have to deal with it yeah i think too like to make note we're talking pretty much about like heterosexual men more or less i i wonder if like gay men and I don't even mean queer I mean like gay men like homosexual (laughs) singular um I wonder if they if there is this happening 
there as well, or if this is unique to like, again, not queer, but like heterosexual men. Um, I kind of get the sense that, that it is pretty, like pretty connected to heterosexuality. Um, and like the constraint of, uh, of trying to be a certain way like to appeal to women um and like still existing within this kind of like a heterosexual gender binary because that's still like very much what it relies upon um is like uh, feminization and that like there's there's a hierarchy there um certainly like some of this still exists like in, in a variety of other like sexualities uh but i think that like it's most prevalent um among among the straights right now yeah and i think like it seems like there's just a general insecurity around young men that like you know part of it is probably old as time and it's just like louder because we have more ways to be talking to each other but it does seem like it's really blown out of proportion. Like the wrist size thing, like fixated on height, like even the idea that like, oh, you have to be six foot. And it's like, no, you don't. Like you have to just not be five two. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's like, I, it, it really hurts me when I like go and read this stuff. Like it makes me so sad because um, it's really a fuck to female insecurity. And like, thinking like oh I have to like be a certain weight or people or like guys won't like me or like I need to like act this way or dress that way to like make guys like me when it's like you don't have to sexualize yourself at all the world will do it for you like you just like you are fine and there are men who will like you um yeah and I feel like for for young men it's the same thing it's like but then it's like maybe they don't really want women who are like in their immediate vicinity. They want some kind of like, like, you know, hyper optimized, like Instagram baddie. I do think like this, I mean, it's kind of an offshoot of the topic, but I've been thinking so much lately about how um, I think that there's a growing number of young men who like yeah their their aesthetic ideal in women is like entirely dictated by like really intense filters and like maybe like some anime stuff to an extent too um and they don't really care mm. that like women in the real world don't actually look like that like if they see a picture of a, a woman who's like really edited her body or like is using an extreme filter that gives her like hentai proportions or something they don't really care that that's not what she looks like in real life yeah. because like kind of similar to like the the porn and masturbation thing not be, not being uncoupled like their their entire like aesthetic romantic sexual ideal is like placed online um so it doesn't like they're they're not really like engaging with women as much in the real world yeah, I know. And I wonder what they think, like, if you're, like, a 16-year-old in high school or even, like, I don't know, 20-year-old in college or something like that, and you're having all these insecurities, like, women 
don't like me and it's because my wrists are too small or it's because I'm not six foot or it's because like whatever. I wonder um, like what they, if they're looking around at the women around them and they're having crushes like in the classroom or like on girlfriends or if they're just sort of, if that's like not even playing it. I don't know. I can't imagine that it's not that you're not like having a crush on like the girl in your class or whatever. But it does kind of, maybe it's just like easier to resign to the fantasy people. Yeah. I've definitely spoken with a lot of men who uh, feel like it's like really pointless for them to try to actually have sex. Um, And so like maybe they like see people in real life that they desire, um, but they they don't really see like any purpose yeah. to that desire so it, it kind of doesn't matter to them anyway um and then there's definitely a subset of of people for whom like the the internet and porn and like whatever whatever else that they're looking at has uh has so distorted their desires that like they aren't as attracted to women in real life yeah um definitely spoken to a few who are like that um but what you were saying before about like the the pressures that guys might feel to like be a certain way like I get a lot of dms from guys who are like am I going to be like a virgin cuck loser forever and I'm like well that seems like it's up to you dude that's (laughs) like a personal like like of course like I don't think that you like deserve to live that life or like you certainly will it's like I, I think that what what a lot of these guys who ask me that are hoping is that I will tell them yes like mm. you should be a virgin loser forever um because like I don't know maybe then if like if I tell them like yes they should do that then it takes some pressure off of them to like try to be any different they can take they get permission to take the black pill and roll over and die or what is that acronym is it roll over and die <laughs> I, maybe i i feel like i have not seen that one which maybe is for the best or like well there's like some acronym i don't know the black pill um yeah it's basically like yeah taking the black pill and just accepting like that like you're a piece of shit and no one will ever care about you and there's no use like trying but i don't know why that doesn't I mean, I'm sure for some people it's supposed to lead to killing yourself, but to exist in a state, I guess it's kind of like you're allowing yourself to have lower expectations for your own life in a way. But um, that's a sidebar. But yeah, this general like insecurity of young men. Did you watch the um, apology video? Is it Andrew Callan, man? I don't remember exactly what his last name is. Yeah. Andrew from Cal- Channel yeah, 5. Callahan. Yeah, did you watch his um, apology video? I honestly haven't. I don't really want to, but I am curious. What did he say? It's very interesting. He uses all the academic words that it kind of cheapens what he's saying because he's using all the, like, buzzwords, and he's such a guy who you know that he, like, eye rolls at buzzwords. But one thing very interesting that he talks about is his motivation for being coercive or being like a sex pest or whatever. And he says that, you know, he, I guess like with the boys, like it's seen as lame to go home from the bar alone. And it's seen as like, 
girls play hard to get and you have to chase them. And sometimes you have to be the one to initiate contact, which is true. There's some truth into what he's saying, but it was really interesting to hear. Yeah. Like basically being like, yeah, like almost like not doing it for himself, but doing it for his, his reputation with other men. Yeah. I think that that, like unfortunately is true and like something that I've been thinking about in the context of this situation but like not specifically trying to like litigate the Andrew Callahan situation and the women that are involved in it but is that like women do also face like a similar pressure to like to be uh like almost to be coerced into like sexual situations Mm -hmm. where like if you're a woman who is immediately like super into it, then, then you have not like, you've not like, uh, I don't know, defended your own, um, your own sexuality and like your own dignity enough. Like, I think a lot of women feel like they do have to be like convinced into something for their own sexuality to be like, okay. Like they're not allowed to just to just want it. And I think we also get a lot of messaging that like men like the chase and that if you're too available, that's not interesting to them because they're hunters. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it is true to an extent, like if you, Oh God, I don't even want to go all the way down this road, but it is true to an extent. Um, and I understand, I guess to me, it's never been, so hard though to read interest because I feel like you can just tell like if if someone's really not into it and that's so fucking embarrassing although that's not totally true when I was younger I definitely would fixate on someone and sort of like pursue them or or not like aggressively obviously but just like in my you know in my heart like want specifically them even though they were giving me nothing and like they definitely were not interested (laughs) Um, hanging on to like the littlest signs or whatever, but the digression. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that, and then there's the whole thing of like girls being like, guys don't ever come up to like, no, you can't meet anyone in person because guys won't come up to you at the bar. And then guys being like, I'm terrified to go up to a girl because I don't want to end up in basically this exact situation. And it does feel yeah. kind of like, I wouldn't say Chinese finger trap. I don't know if we're saying that anymore, but that's what it feels like. It's like, <laughs> you can't it is tough like I don't know I feel for both parties I definitely like it sucks like being single in my 20s like going to bars and being like I'm literally here for someone to come up to me and I don't want to be the aggressor because I can but I don't fucking want to be the one who has to like open the conversation with the guy who keeps like kind of looking at me like all I want is for him to come over here and say hello you know yeah absolutely I I do think that like this this whole dynamic is like part of like the the broader crisis of masculinity and everything like that and like people not having sex as often as like previous generations like it it does it does have like it has social cultural political consequences like I think that there's like we're kind of in a moment where we treat sex as like very secondary and unimportant and like oh, like, you know, like, who who cares that, like, like, guys want to have sex all the time. Like, of course, they feel like they're not having enough sex. But, like, mm-hmm. it's it's actually, like, uh, 
it's it's kind of a really bad sign that like people are not having a lot of sex anymore um because like it's just happening i think you get it but yeah <laughs> it kind of feels like for young men like that they're like like absorbing larger quantities of sexual product from a younger age but losing their virginity later than in the past i don't think women i think women are also losing their virginity probably at 14 to uh, 18 but i feel like there's a lot more men or maybe they're just speaking up about it i don't know who are getting into college like virgins and like but have probably been watching porn on their uh like iphone since they were 11 or something yeah 100 percent um and then it becomes like a becomes a complex for some guys uh yeah who like they just feel like real sex isn't going to compare or that they're never they are never going to be able to perform at this level that they have seen in porn um and yeah it's it is uh, kind of another Chinese finger trap for lack of a, a better comparison. You wrote a um, a post recently about AI girlfriends that was like interesting and disturbing, um, and just basically how like this one company in particular, Replica, has gotten more sophisticated. And you linked to like there's a Reddit where I couldn't spend much time on there, but I read a couple of posts and it's just like. Oh God, it's a little, it's pretty dark. Um, but it's sort of like outsourcing intimacy to the machine and having, even though the AI is, is convincing, it's still ultimately a one-way relationship with basically a subservient cartoon. Yeah. 100%. As like, as an option for like, if you can't, get a girl or whatever that this is another way to have it's literally just like you're just having chit chat you're having banter you're having i mean it's sexual in nature but it's also or it can be sexual in nature but it's also just like having like a buddy in a way yeah and like some people are like so so something i wrote about in, in the piece specifically is like there are people who are like this technology is life-changing like this is like such a beautiful like slice of like humanity and the human spirit but like I've been on there and like I mean I'm I didn't pay for the advanced version where you can like be horny with it or whatever um Mm -hmm. but but just like the regular conversation it's like it's kind of dull like this this AI girlfriend thing like doesn't have like a whole lot of like memory recall um Mm. and like it's it's pretty like it's pretty flat like what what this this character can do um I think that it's like an example though of like how the technology could become a lot more advanced and like you could build like there like it it could have a lot more memory and like know a lot more about you and be able to like draw things out of you in that respect but like right now honestly I think it's like pretty boring yeah um yeah, I don't know. I guess I just, I found that interesting as, like, an option that's become available for this, like, new or larger situation of guys just um, feeling like they don't have the female companionship, physical or otherwise, 
yeah. that they want. Um, okay, I think we've covered the state of things, so we can get into <laughs> the wellness bit. So yeah. yeah, so this kind of our our combo sort of kicked off with that like productivity bow TikTok, which I should probably just put in the show notes um, in case you want to watch it. I mean, it's not even the most special TikTok or anything, but for some, maybe it was just like a straw that broke the camel's back moment for me because I was just like, God, this is fucking what? Like, <laughs> um, so it's it's the infusion of new age and wellness principles into what I'm going to call the contemporary metrosexual, which is a guy, again, we're talking about straight guys pretty much, guy who lives in a big city, has a big salary, maybe tech salary, marketing, something like that, cares a lot about grooming and style and going to the right bars and restaurants and like Nolita Dirtbag comes to mind, How Long Fawn comes to mind, Blackbird Biplane, the whole GQ universe. Um, and these are guys who I would call like regular guys. Like these are not really adult guys. These are guys who, you know, and friends and like a job and, you know, things are much better than like all those other guys that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I feel like probably the, it probably kind of started with like skincare that has like skincare turns into self-care, which turns into wellness, which turns into spirituality. Um, and I feel like probably skincare was like kicked off by like having a girlfriend who was into it or something. Um, but yeah, this like, it's kind of like, it's like the productivity bro has been like wellness girlyified. Yeah, that's, that's, I think definitely the sense that I get from it too. Um, and it ultimately feels like you were saying, it feels like disingenuous. I think it feels kind of like sad in a way coming from a man. I mean, everything about manifestation, like on TikTok and such, is a bit sad because it's someone who's basically admitting I'm not in the life that I want or whatever. Yeah. I want more and I'm not there. I'm not content with where I'm at. Yeah, I definitely think that I get I get a big sense of that too. Um and I don't know if this is like to to rely on ancient gender stereotypes like it feels natural for women to be to be shopping, to be like doing their makeup and to be like picking up little hobbies and to be whimsical and have an imagination and fantasize about their their dream life um and when we see men doing it it like feels very clear that like they're doing this because there's like an absence of like what what they I don't know should be doing like it feels like an absence of like I don't know of of a culture of masculinity or something to like fill their time with yeah, like, and it's just so funny because hearing these words, it's like not even that long ago, even five, definitely 10 years ago, these are words that people laughed about. And like, it was thought of as this like totally like LA bimbo, like mm-hmm. new age, like somewhere between 
like hippy dippy and sort of like yeah like like stupid consumer you know like clueless consumer mm-hmm. um and now I mean I think it all started with the, the mainstreaming of the word vibe like I feel like once we all accepted vibes and the idea that there's like energy and that we are all that we can pick up on something unspoken or unsaid from other people or groups of people or the way that a room is designed or something like that I feel like that just like and I credit Kardashians for mainstreaming vibes 100% but I feel like that just kicked us off into like this world where you can be like a 30 year old tech guy who's like yeah I do my manifestation meditation breath work every morning before work but after the gym yeah yeah it's Um, like I, I don't know. I do find it like just very embarrassing. Um, mm-hmm. Even though it's like, I'm sure that that's good for you. Um, and I want people to be well and to be happy and to be mindful if that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what they're, you're supposed to be. Um, but there's just the sense that like, well especially when it's being done on tiktok there's the sense there's the sense that like this is entirely performative like you made a tiktok about like doing your morning meditation like why did you do that why did you make a tiktok (laughs) about it um yeah you set up your phone to like record you sitting in meditation stand and then you edited that clip and then you stitched it with a bunch of books. Like it is, I feel like to me, it's just sort of part of like the current consumer bucket where it's like, I'm a self-care guy. And part of being that is buying these products from these brands and it's having a bullet journal and it's like mindset and it's, and it's meditation. Like that meditation, you know, you're not even going to do meditation just do meditation or do manifestation it has to be through i bought an app or i i bought someone's pdf or something like you have to spend money to get the knowledge to do the thing that is inherently um free yeah and i think that like a lot of these guys who are making tiktoks showing themselves meditating in the morning like they have a similar goal in mind of selling something to somebody um whether that be like a physical product or like yeah like a a pdf course book or whatever or just like they're they're trying to sell a lifestyle online um it just that's I, i think that's a big reason why it feels so disingenuous um and like i don't know maybe that is like the most like cynical way of looking at how we use tiktok right now um and i should cut these guys some more slack but i don't know i mean like yeah, I mean, like, when I make a TikTok, like, yeah, I'm doing it to, like, build an audience because I want more people to, like, read my work and things like that. Like, we all have these, like, greater uh, greater reasons, I think, for engaging with TikTok. Um, and, like, being disingenuous on there doesn't mean you're a bad person or anything. I just, like, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't love it. It just feels strange. Yeah, I have so many thoughts but I feel like if I even start talking I'm gonna take this like (laughs) somewhere else but I've been seeing like a wellness backlash from girls um 
Mm-hmm. And it goes along the lines of like, when you protected your peace until you had no friends, no social life, like worked alone, didn't talk to your family and, and you're miserable. And then you went to a party and remembered what living is. And I've seen at least two that had almost like, it seemed like the same copy paste text that basically said this. So maybe there is some format of this going around, but this is very interesting to me. Um, wellness backlash being like, I did wellness until I was unwell and now I need to party and be a person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think that there's like a big, like a big undercurrent of like self-justification going on with this of like people like who like partying and stuff being like, actually like this is this is good for me um and so like I have to I have to present it in this way and like sell it in this way for it to be like for my behavior to be acceptable or something like that um but uh I'm personally like I'm I'm a big fan of the wellness backlash um and I do think like it's a good thing like especially the idea that like maybe it encourages people to be uh, more social and like you know that's uh, tied to the whole like people aren't having enough sex thing like people people do need to be more social like that's that's part of like the the fabric of our society um yeah yeah I know and I wonder what I'm interested what the the because men are always behind women when it comes to wellness trends and I wonder what the backlash will look like for them, like imagining this productivity bro that I'm talking about, tech salary, blah, blah, blah. One day he realizes he's made himself miserable by having this regimented lifestyle that has no space for everyone else, anyone else living alone and working remote. Like what would his backlash look like? Like for some reason I get a Jersey Shore flash in my head and I like, (laughs) I don't know why, but it is such a strong image in my head. Like, and I just, I guess I'm thinking like clubbing, debauchery, like the boys. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it is like, it's really hard to envision. Um, And I think, I mean, the whole, like a a Jersey Shore image definitely sounds like the most fun uh the the most fun like inception of this um but yeah I don't know like men having fun in this context especially because like the backlash that we've seen among women itself has like a performativity to it and like over the last year like I don't know what what word people assigned to it you know but it was like you know club core or or something like that where it was like oh night lux yes <laughs> night lux so women women created a whole aesthetic to mark this like this wellness backlash mm-hmm. thing yeah and I, is I, bad. welcome night lux <laughs> yes yeah exactly <laughs> night lux um I don't know. I don't know if men are going to consciously create um, an aesthetic for this backlash, but considering that there's men on TikTok right now who are making their meditation videos, I do think, I do think there will be some of that. I'm like, well, I don't know if we've seen that. I think we have started to see a little bit with like some of like 
the East Villains. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think it's hundred percent. Yeah, they're very much like going to raise and like making TikToks with their boys and being, you know, cringy. They're very the contemporary metrosexual. They're very like, you know, we go to this bar, not that bar, even though yeah, like the most, the narcissism with small differences or whatever, like basically the same thing. Like uh, being very concerned about like, this is in, this is out. And it's interesting because um, I did watch, like one of them is like a, one of them is like the biggest TikTok star of all of them. So I watched his like, I think he was the one who had the famous like, this is the day in the life of a 26 year old in NYC or whatever. And he does yeah. do wellnessy stuff. It's like, I wake up, I like go on my hot girl walk, which he's saying ironically, but he is going for a 60 minute, um, you know, stroll. I like hit the gym. I like do my phone, like whatever. So, but then it's like, but then the day ends or the weekend ends with like, partying honestly those guys are living a pretty balanced life maybe we need to like be lifting up the east more yeah you know what like good good for them like i i do think that they they do show um some balance and uh i guess i'm curious if if their male audience will begin to approach uh approach their own lifestyles with the same like neuroticism for aesthetics that like a woman would if they were viewing uh the female counterparts of these which like you know i i think i like i do that personally like i look at women online and i'm like what you know comparing myself entirely i do wonder if like if, if men are going to start doing the same thing and they must because i mean like nolita dirtbag or like how long gone like blackbird's bike lane they all have these huge male audiences and like much of that must come from like a desire to emulate them yeah definitely um men like another tiktok came up last night where a guy was basically he basically did this episode for us in one minute but he was like basically saying wellness culture is isolating uh and loneliness is bad for you and people need community and community he defined as it's not just your small group of friends or your family or something like another. He said um, 50, 50 or more people who you're in a, you have a common goal with. And he basically was doing like sort of like a class conscious, like um, critique of wellness and like how it relates to loneliness. That was like, again, I'll probably link that in the show notes or whatever. Cause I was just like, damn, wait, the algorithm is getting really good because this is literally what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, and that really made me think, like, I, literally, how do you how do you join a community? Like, where do I find one? Um, no. and I, I mean that, I mean that seriously. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I know, the, the things that come to mind are some kind of religious organization, political organization, um being part of like an art scene or like a music scene um i feel like the wellness girlies will like really be like my yoga studio like the community but i don't think that being part of like a fitness thing counts as community and i feel like i guess like the bro side of that would be like crossfit even though crossfit's gone out of fashion but 
that was such a, I don't know. I feel like that's a good, um, I mean, my therapist even was like <laughs> telling me to like join, to like join something like exercise space to like have more of a community or whatever. And I was just was like, but that's not, I don't want to be around people just to be around people. I want to be around people like me who have interests like I have, and I don't really know where they congregate or, you know, do they congregate? Where are they? Right. Especially like in LA, um, it's a little different. No, that's you know. definitely something I'm like, I'm very much struggling with at the moment is like, okay, I guess if I was going to belong to a community here or like in New York, I would say that like I have like tangential connections to like a literary community. Um, but that is 100% one that I feel completely like disconnected from. Like I'm always like hearing about like events and stuff like the day after they happen or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how 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 are people staying on top of all of this? And then, you know, obviously the like the New York City literary scene is like is a scene um and uh there's like all of like the politics of 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 that but um yeah i'm like i guess maybe maybe i should join a church or something um kind of need to have something else going on here and i mean i do think that you should be able to have a community without it being something that you have to like pay for like if you join yeah your yoga studio community is entirely uh, hinged on the fact that you're paying for yoga classes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there are these kind of like existing like scenes or communities that I also feel like I could dip into, but ultimately don't really feel like, like it's not totally me. Like there was, um, a reading here that was like put on by like some, like, cool New York uh, literary people or whatever and kind of just like replicating it in LA, which obviously I had to go to because I needed to see what that was about. And I felt really sad. Like I, it was such a weird feeling. Like I didn't, and I couldn't totally place why I felt so sad. Like on one hand I was like, is this because, this is a community that I would want to be part of. And I'm thinking that I'm an outsider and I'm not part of it. Or is it that I idealized maybe that this could be a place for me and now I'm here and I'm really feeling like, no, it's not. Or I don't know. It was really weird. Um, I could not and have still not been able to pinpoint like why I felt so like, I don't know, just like, like, yeah, I think I think it was I think it was basically a feeling of like being alone in a being lonely in a crowded place kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like such a big like deterring factor for people like trying to trying to become a part of something is that like you you finally get the energy to go do something like you know you're probably already tired from work you have your other responsibilities and then you like go try to like to do something and like meet new people and be social. And, like, a lot of times it just feels like, yeah, the, the juice is not worth the squeeze. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then people, like, stop stop trying. Like, it's, it's, it's rough. Like, it's a, yeah. really, it's a really hard thing to navigate. Um, and I do think that is part of why, like, people fill in um, 
you know, the the emptiness of, of not having a community with things that they are more like individually in control of, like their own their own wellness and everything. And like yeah. um we wanted to talk a bit about like the sober curious stuff. Like I think that like at least for some people it is like it's a lot easier to like justify not going out and being social if like you're like I'm not trying to to drink um Mm -hmm. it's like that's a great that's a great reason to like not go out is not drinking so like oh I don't want to be tempted or whatever yeah like um having no like prioritizing your health and wellness in absence of um alcohol or restaurant or seed oils or whatever it might be that keeps you home um and increases solitude and loneliness which it turns out is an actual like a stressor um with physical ramifications so i think and we're going to get into some like forecasts or whatever backlashes but i i really think that this year we're going to see a lot of talk about how it's literally good for like part of wellness and well-being is hanging out yes and like that that's it's important for you even if you don't want to it's like for your health your long-term health like requires that you are around people and people are going to socialize for the health benefits of socializing which is kind of dark but at least it's happening yeah um I think that like historically for a lot of people and probably mostly men in particular like a huge way that people engaged with their community was like going to their local bar. Um, yeah. Like that's there, that, that is a community for a lot of people. And that is a way of like engaging with your town and the people around you in a, a social setting. And like that, that is, that is healthy. Like ha- that is a way of building community. And like, we, we don't need to like discount that because of the fact that like you're drinking beer too yeah I know um oh sorry I just looked out the window and a woman is is carrying a dog like a baby and I noticed that its back legs are wheels and so I had to get a closer look (laughs) um neon green wheels pretty cool but uh yeah um sorry now I lost my train of thought (laughs) men wellness coming back down to it um loneliness yeah um there was someone who tweeted like they're like my my like prescription for society and like wrote like five bullet points I don't remember all of them but one was like eliminate delivery basically and like you have to go out and get things and do shit for yourself and um institute like state state mandated pubs on every corner like every or every neighborhood needs a pub across all of America (laughs) and like I don't know a couple of other things um but I was like, damn, that is so true. Like, just going somewhere and seeing the same faces is, like, good for you. Even if they're just, um, you know, ever interact with them outside of that that space. Yeah, I, I completely think so. Um, and that I do, like, I do hope becomes more of the dialogue of, like, the whole sober curious thing in that, like, speaking strictly about people who like are sober curious for like 
wellness with like a capital W uh, yeah. purposes. Um, I think that like, I, I do hope that people are realizing that that being social um, is part part of wellness in that respect too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, one of our forecasts for this coming year, near future is that loneliness is going or so socializing as a health benefit is going to be like a talking point. Um, and then another one we were talking about is like a backlash against synthetic workout clothes, which, and like people opting for like cotton, probably organic cotton, ideally, um, to do their wellness activities in because whatever synthetic fibers, I don't know. There's like, it's a like off gas or, toxins or like something or other I think it's also kind of like bad for your skin to be compressed with no breathing room um so yeah we're, we're also forecasting that I just saw a tweet before we started doing this podcast um from carnivore Aurelius who like oh, occupies, yeah. occupies so so much of my 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 brain room unfortunately yeah um but they tweeted like a screenshot saying that there was like a study done by this doctor that like the human frequency is 100 and that like organic cotton is also 100 and that like a sick person's human frequency is 15 and the frequency of polyester is also 15 yeah well first of all like frequency look what 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 frequency are you measuring like they literally did not give they did not give the measure of it um so i do think that there's like the whole the whole pseudoscientific element of it i think is going to play a big part of it too but um 100 though it's like yeah of, of, of course i would much rather wear a wool sweater than some fucking cheap ass forever 21 acrylic piece like Mm -hmm. that's that is that is better um and like will last longer and whatever but yeah i think we are with with there being some truth to it too that like you know maybe that that polyester probably is like putting plastic into my bloodstream like i yeah. don't know probably sure. is i believe it yeah I'm, i'll take um, it 100 yeah. percent. um and i'm like this i'm definitely seeing with the like egg meat raw milk guy like the car like the carnivore yeah, guys car- yeah. seem to be on the early uptick of this so we'll see like how widespread it goes but um it's so interesting that that guy is basically the paleo crossfit guy just sort of like reworked five years later it's the same guy yeah um well like carnivore Aurelius specifically and i read about this in my Substack today so you know if you're listening to this Please, please go read it. Um, but like Carnivore Aurelius is most likely a woman uh, who works in marketing um, and is like trying to get you to buy like beef liver jerky. Um, Wait, how how did you arrive at that? It's like, this has kind of been resurfacing like every, I don't know, a couple of weeks for like the last six months or something. But like, if you look up the LLC information, there's only one person associated with, like, the Carnivore Aurelius uh, LLC, where, like, this, like, jerky product is being sold um, through their Twitter, and it's just, there's just one woman's name attached to it. Um, Interesting. I so honestly possible... wouldn't be surprised. 
because he's talked about like, and maybe, okay, I'm saying he, the account talks yeah. about um, like being on a watch list, like being um, like, you know what I mean? Like having crossed enough boundaries or something that like, I, I guess I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I can make an argument for this guy either not being able to get whatever credentials to run a business or not wanting to have his name and making like his mom do it or his sister, you know what I mean? Like yeah. having I think that's someone totally incorporate possible. his business for him. But there is a, a mama, or I can't pronounce it, um, like a women's account on Instagram at least. Oh, really? And definitely interested yeah. in that. That's you another, have to follow it. That's one of my my other trend predictions that I didn't put in my formal 2023 in and out list. But one of my one of my trend predictions is that like we're going to see more of these like carnivore like go like sun your butthole kind of mm-hmm. people um, among women. It's going to take off a lot more among women, and I think that like what you're saying like synthetic workout clothing is going to be like like the the girlies are gonna like be worried about what's in their lululemon um yoga pants and stuff like that yeah i guess the like genital tanning has um or sunning because you're not tanning it uh (laughs) is um has roots in like 70s women hippie things where you would like sun your yoni which yeah <laughs> yoni being your vagina <laughs> um and it's interesting there's a, a netflix show I, I was watching where a girl is like, trying to recover from a breakup it's a uh, reality show she's trying to recover from a breakup and she has this like holistic healer come over and one of them she makes her do is like sun her butthole um in the backyard and then look in a mirror and like do affirmations and all of this stuff. But I was like, Oh wow, this is, this is officially like we are at like early majority, I guess. And we're really like the peak is coming this year for sure. Yeah. You know, like I bet it feels good. I would go and like give it a try if I like had the appropriate place to do it. Absolutely. I've been so curious about it, but I don't have private outdoor space. Um, but you know, I've even thought about like at the beach, like, could you just put like a, um, like a, like towel? I don't know. I feel you could kind of do it discreetly at an unpopulated beach. But, um, one thing that's interesting, I think my boyfriend and I were talking about this. He's also very amused by this. Um, is he was saying, I think like, wouldn't it make more sense? Someone was saying this. Wouldn't it make more sense? to tan your butthole to like be on all fours with your butt pointed towards the sun because the way that they do it is you lay on your back and you like crouch your legs up mm-hmm. but I wonder if that like is too vulnerable and like penetrative for men to like be on their hands and knees you know maybe that is it maybe that's the the uh power bottom move is to be on your back um and yeah yeah because it does I mean, seem it, like it would be more efficient we would get more direct like just seems like it'd be much easier on your knees <laughs> to have the sunshine penetrate your butthole that way yeah well i know a lot of them maybe they're also interested in well first getting getting the sun like on their face which i think you you know you can do better in that position 
maybe mm-hmm. like I, I i do hear them talking about sunning their balls so maybe they also want to like sun their penis oh. too yeah um, i don't know um i'd like to give it a try sometime so yeah we'll see i maybe hope that we i hope we can individually find some private outdoor space this year and give it a go you know what I think like I'm gonna I'm gonna call it early I think that like New York City or probably LA will be first to like offer private outdoor spaces like like a a spa a spa will do it or something I haven't even thought about the commodification of this and that's usually like one of the first things I think about with these trends that is like yeah absolutely it'll be like COVID sour there's like uh pvc like between the restaurant booths yeah. but it's like little tanning like and you have some kind of expert who like puts you out there with like a 60 second timer and they're only open when it's like the red light and not in the middle of the day or whatever because you're supposed to do it like morning or like at sunset anyway yeah. um yeah so that that's definitely like how been brewing and i think like this year all of that stuff is going to be really mainstream which feels like a direct backlash to veganism like carnivore coming out of or like meat eating high quality animal protein like coming out of veganism and then i'm sure we're just going to go right back give it two years everyone's plant-based again or whatever yeah 100 percent. nothing sticks very little sticks um okay i thought we could finish this out by reading our respective 2023 in list and maybe yeah, that out as well um, i'm just pulling up my notes both of us have pretty long ones so i don't know if we need to go over like every single yeah i'll be item. i'll be choosy i will be i'll be choosy with mine but wait where is mine in slash okay here it is okay um All right, I, I'll just I'll read my inlets because it's fairly short, and then I'll go into the ones that seem interesting. In Tumblr, um, distorting the passing of time, experts slash old heads slash wisdom, comebacks, being out of touch, personality noses, no phone and better bathroom, the 1980s, binge eating visibility, and big sunglasses. Um, I guess like in terms of this. I mean, I hope wisdom, we really need experts. I, we can't have these, we can't have any more engineers. They've got to go. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, the personality knows this is like a, a note to like um, plastic surgery, like mm-hmm. massive plastic surgery that I think, and maybe this is just me wishful thinking because I have like a nice Roman nose that uh, it will be like a status symbol to have like kind of like an interesting face or like maybe, I don't know who, who can say. Um, I hope so. I, I hope that you're right about that. Binge eating visibility. I'm already seeing happening. Uh, I think this was, for me, it was informed by two things I didn't even see. One, which was um, uh, glow, I think it was called. No, I don't know. I don't know. It was like a, a show about a like 80s like exercise aerobics or something. And the woman, and it was on Apple, and it was like a year or so ago. 
Um, and the woman, I guess, like ha- they have like binge eating scenes or something like that, or that's something that she struggles with. And then I guess like in the whale, um, that new yeah. movie, that's like part of it, which again, didn't see, but I did see a people.com headline about some influencer who went on Zempic and then went off of it and it made her binge eating worse. And then I kind of yes. assumed her story and she was like, she she went to a clinic last year in like May or something for binge eating treatment, basically. And I really, because like of all the eating disorders, it's the least, I don't want to call eating disorders sexy, but anorexia gets you somewhere because you yeah. get to be fit, right? Yes. No, I completely even, agree binge and purge you wind up having the society the societally um positively reinforced body binge eating you just stay fat you know and you fuck yeah. up your metabolism and like it is the it is such a like shitty god i, I don't know i shouldn't be speaking in this term but like it sucks um so yeah anyway you can do your ears now Okay. Um, I'm going to just, I'm going to pick a couple of them that are relevant to like what we've been talking about. Okay. Getting off birth control, wool, uh, beef, religiously getting sunlight, skepticism, walking as the main form of exercise, Mm -hmm. um, mild kink shaming. Um, okay. I don't know if it's pronounced buccal or buckle. Oh, buckle. Okay, buckle. So I think buckle fat, ha- I think having it is going to be cool. Um, and yeah, having, like cherubic faces. Yeah, having a face reminiscent of the moon is what I wrote. Um, yeah. Calling someone salt of the earth. Um, and uh, I think having more sex, hopefully, but not talking about it and not like being like horny online about it. Yeah. Another one I want to add to mine is like country music and like mm. US West, especially like Texas aesthetic. Yeah, um, yeah. Which based on the, the people I'm seeing pick up on this does relate back to this to me because it is, it is people who, okay, let me just paint a picture of like this type of person. Someone who is born to a uh, upper middle class, maybe even upper, upper, um, liberal family, or if it's a conservative family, it's in a like Connecticut way, if that makes sense. It's not in a, uh, it's probably, um, fiscally conservative, Mm -hmm. socially liberal or something like that. Um, that isn't so tied to maybe like Christian values or whatever that person is like like reacting to the world around them by being like skeptical of the vac like this is their rebellion skeptical Mm -hmm. of the vac um getting into like the carnivore things whatever being like they've lied to us about everything like and i know the truth or i'm learning the truth um there's the people who are getting back into religion just like kind of maybe their parents weren't religious um, or didn't hold it, but they're basically just going back to whatever their grandparents were into. And that is the kind of person who I'm seeing get into country music because, and like 
I've seen lots of like line dancing and stuff, um, like hip line dancing. And it feels very much like rejecting like the fake liberal world that you were sold and that isn't panning out for you. Um, and going like a little bit like, uh, I guess, yeah, by being reactionary, by becoming, um, like a, yeah, like a southerner. Yeah, I can definitely see that, that being the case. Um, I think that that, like, that is a, a, a like, kind of a, a package deal, um, way of, like, of taking on that reactionary lens, for sure. Yeah, I'm, like, thinking of someone in, in particular, but basically, when I strip it back, I'm like, oh, you're a bro girl. Bro. This is just of like how you are, but you have always been a bro girl. You always will be. It's just that now you're spiritual, mm-hmm. but not woke or post woke or whatever. I don't know. Um, these are developing developing theories. It's such a confusing time right now. Like it is, and honestly, I have been feeling. I feel okay like this week or something, maybe because I just have like personal stuff I'm excited about. But in the recent couple of weeks, I've been feeling like I want to either fast forward through this moment in culture because I hate it so much, or I want to go live in the jungle Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. just abdicate, just completely log off and work at the grocery store or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's like, such an obvious like through line for some of this like reactionary stuff um and like the carnivore things even and the wellness stuff that's going on is like people are trying to like find a way to live and like the to me what's obvious is like okay you should live like in like the closest form and to like the way people have always lived and like you should you should eat like quality whole foods and you should walk and you should have a community and like it's some of it's gotten like so fucking niche that like it becomes impossible to like really parse like the truth and like the the good advice from like the pure pseudoscience um yeah and it just it like it, it just makes it so fucking confusing like i just want to be like a functional happy healthy person and i don't really want to worry if like i shouldn't eat like fucking i don't know nightshades because like there's like some some chemical they emit that like birds won't eat or something like it's it's like we're some people are really fucking overdoing it basically i know and like the way i feel about it is like nothing is going to guarantee you good health like you can do everything and it doesn't necessarily add up to mean that you're going to live a healthy life and have a natural die of old age naturally or something like that. Like, and it's kind of like my personal thing is just like, how much do I want to dedicate to like whatever this activity is? Like, is it how much of it is superstition and how much of it is something that I can like 
see the benefits of. For instance, uh, getting up in the morning, sunlight in the eyes, going for a walk, that is something I can feel the tangible benefits of. So it's something I believe in. It is also something that is old and yeah. something that it seems pretty obvious to me. But something like um, there's this new book, Toxic Superfoods, and it's like about, yeah, like vegetables that are killing you or whatever. And it's yeah, like, I hate that. I don't know if I need to demonize spinach. I'm not totally no, sure. I don't, I like that to me is the most frustrating example. Like that there's people out there who are like, you shouldn't fucking eat vegetables. It's like, what? Yeah. What are you fucking, what are you fucking talking about? Like, yeah. Like I'm sure that like my, yeah, maybe like my caveman ancestors didn't fucking have access to spinach, but like, I'm pretty sure like, my far more recent ancestors did eat vegetables like i'm i'm yeah. reasonably certain of that like and it's like someone put this really well recently like they were like it's not like those people in like paleolithic times were living long healthy lives right like whenever they dig up like an ice man or something, you know what i mean like they find some preservatives and they're always sickly and young you know yeah they people all fucking died, died 35 of, yeah <laughs> and right. had tons of like deficiencies so it's like I don't know. Yeah, I, I do feel like you have to just like do your own research, roll the dice, create a lifestyle that makes you happy today because your happiness today is the only thing you can really kind of focus on, like the immediate reality around you. Like all of this work to sort of like future proof your life is just so not guaranteed that it's kind of like how much do you want to dedicate? How miserable? you want to make yourself because it makes you happy to have a routine and follow a diet that makes eating easy for you and leaves you feeling you know no digestion issue whatever like cool but if it if it makes you miserable to live that way then again you're just like creating more health problems for yourself by being unhappy yeah yeah being being stressed is worse for you than like whatever microtoxin might be in spinach yeah um, spinach and leggings and whatever like birth control even though yeah. I, I do agree with the birth control thing um and that'll be an interesting debate to watch from the sidelines <laughs> yeah i yeah there's a lot to say about that it's like i don't i'm not trying to demonize birth control but i do think like a lot, a lot of women are going to be vocal about getting off of it this year yeah there's a lot of different kinds of birth control and they're not all the pill um no. all right my my audio got really choppy and bad again when we were trying to wrap it up so ugh, i need help um i need to buy a microphone and i need to come up with a sign off anyway you'll find links for uh like where to find magdalene and her writing in the show notes plus those tiktoks we talked about um yeah i don't really have anything to plug but thank you so much for listening it really means a lot to me. Um, okay, bye.